0: Welcome, everyone. I'm Janelle Mallard, Director of Attorney Recruiting at Wiley. And I'm excited to kick off our What i Wish i Known series. During this series, you will hear from attorneys who will discuss what they wish they'd known regarding on-campus interviews and callbacks, summer associate programs, and life as an associate. Today, we are discussing on-campus interviews and callbacks. I'm happy to have two associates with me. Welcome, Mallory and Steve.
1: Great, thanks so much, Janelle, for having us. We're excited to be here. I'm Mallory Meaney. I'm an associate in the insurance group. I graduated from George Mason Anton Scalia Law School.
2: Hello, Janelle, this is uh, Steve Conley. I'm a second year associate in the Telecom Media and Technology Group. I graduated from the George Washington University School of Law.
0: Thank you both again for being here. Well, let's just jump right into it. You both went through on-campus interviews and callbacks. So please share your experience and something you wish you knew back then. Absolutely. I think there's definitely a few things I
1: wish I had known. So if you're listening to this, I think this is gonna give you an edge uh, for sure. Uh, One thing to note is that every law firm is different. It may not seem like that's the case and I definitely had that impression when I first went through the process. It just seemed like they were all the same, all these same headshots of people and they all had similar practice groups, but they are all really different. And one thing that I know probably all of your career services offices are telling you is that you should do research on the different law firms and and how they differ and knowing you know how each firm is different and demonstrating that you know the differences can really show your interest in a particular firm i remember doing a lot of online research which is helpful to a degree you can see kind of what practice groups are offered what particular attorneys do Um, if you're meeting if you know who your interviewer will be you can research them a little bit using their firm bio page but in terms of the online research it's it's only helpful to a certain extent. I remember kind of falling into a trap of thinking, oh, okay, well, I see there's you know five attorneys who are, have, have this practice group area listed on their website, so they must have a XYZ group. And while they may do some work in that area, it's important to see kind of what the major practice groups each firm has uh, highlighted on their website and how many attorneys are in there to kind of uh, show your interest uh, in the firm and understand what they do. I found the best way to figure out what the firm was all about, including their culture and what they're known for is by speaking to former summer associates and alums uh, of that firm or, you know, current attorneys. It may seem daunting to reach out, but it really shows initiative and it gives you an in for future networking and can help you really differentiate from firms.
2: Yeah, I think related to that too, whether it's doing research or talking to you know, associates, partners, people at the firms, it really helps you to form questions and to show that you are interested in thinking about the firm. If you can ask more targeted questions, it really shows up, I think, especially in a shorter interview. I would also say too, some schools have, you know, alumni mock interview programs where there are alumni working at law firms. You should definitely, definitely take advantage of that because you never know how that might work out for you. For instance, for me, my mock interview uh, with a alum from GW Law was with an insurance partner, actually at Wiley, and that was kind of you know my introduction to what Wiley was all about, and kind of led me to do more research into the firm. So I would say definitely take advantage of the mock interview program. Great, I think that is excellent advice. Yeah, and I would also say um, another really good tip. You know, in this is specific to screening interviews during OCI, but it really can also apply to callbacks because you know, it's 20 to 30 minutes with, with each attorney either way. And it's, it's really not a long time. You might, you might hear 20 minutes and think, oh, wow, that's a long time. That's a lot of talking that I'm gonna be doing, but it really does fly by and they, they tend to be more of a conversation. So I think you know, this is one of the more important elevator sales pitches you'll ever give. You don't want to come off sounding Fabricated or, or robotic, in it you really want to have points that you want to hit. I think it's very important, and those should be really targeted to to the firm that you're interviewing with. The elevator pitch is all about the question of, you know, tell me about yourself and why you think you know you're a good fit for this firm or what you can add to this firm. You know, you shouldn't memorize a script for this, but you should have four, five, maybe even six points that you know that you want to hit that ensures that it's going to be a little bit different each time you say it, but the more you go over it, the more you practice it, the more natural it's going to sound. And I would say, you know, another important thing is to ask directed questions because during the interview, you're not going to be being asked questions for 20 straight minutes. Typical interview format is, you know, 15 minutes of, of basic, you know, screening questions, and then at least, I would say at least five minutes, if not longer of, you know, the interviewer is asking, well, do you have any questions for us? And you really, really don't want to say, oh no, I don't have any questions. Or you don't want to just have like one question or two questions and you should pay close attention and make good eye contact um, so that you can follow up with additional questions that kind of, you know, not only help the conversation move along well, but to gain more information for your benefit. The last tip that I have related to this point, and this is something that I heard from one of somebody in the recruiting office at GWI is to be the coolest version of yourself and you know to always you know make eye contact and rotate on contact eye contact between people. But you know, when she said, you know, be the coolest version of yourself, that doesn't mean, you know, don't be somebody who you're not. It just means, you know, be polished, um, be professional, um, but you know, but also be engaged and, and be a really active listener. It's very important and, and the attorneys notice it.
1: Absolutely. Those are great points, Steve. And it just reminds me of you bringing up doing a mock interview. I remember uh, doing my mock interview and going in with a completely different understanding of what a law firm might be looking for. I thought, it, you know, they're looking for someone who's really serious and impeccably professional and, um, you know, just came off as, you know, someone who you would you know see in a movie as a lawyer or something like that. I always say the the that mock interviewer really saved my life because I you know was trying to be very professional. I wasn't really um, conveying my personality, and at the end of the mock interview, he said, "You know, are you talkative in in real life?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I would have no idea based on that interview, and what firms are really looking for. It's like, yes, they want someone who's professional. They do want someone who's polished, but." A lot of the interview is getting to know what you're really like as a person and what your personality is like. So one thing that I'm sure you all know, even if you know nothing about law firms, is a lot of attorneys spend a, a lot of time together um, when they're working together. So part of what they're looking for is just someone that they'd want to spend time with, which isn't necessarily someone who's extremely serious all the time. You know, if you have a more fun personality or you, you know, have something interesting about yourself, uh you know they want to
2: see that and they want to hear it yeah I, I guess just to bounce off of that one more time i would say that the one section of your of my resume that i always got asked about was my intersection section because you know it's that's just a question for them to see how you react and see if you have you know a you know a personality that <laughs> you're not just a robot um so i i think that that's that's really good advice
1: yeah, and that kind of brings me to another thing I wish I had known, which is what do you do when someone asks you a tough question about your resume? I think, you know, you, as a someone interviewing for you, trying to think of all the, the possible questions someone could throw at you. And so you're kind of at attention, at alert. So just kind of expect those to come your way. Especially about you know anything on your resume anything in your writing sample anything that is in your application materials is fair game for the interviewer to ask i remember kind of being thrown through a loop when someone asked me about like what the topic of my memo was for this one particular item on my resume and i i you know fumbled through it and was able to answer the question but anything that's on there you should be able to speak about and kind of have an experience uh, that you want to talk about for each you know different you know internship job or anything like that if there's anything that could be perceived as negative you you might get a question about that and you don't want to be too nervous about being asked that question i would really view it as an opportunity to explain what happened and really show how you are resilient how you're capable of growth and how you bounce back from that experience So a good answer to a question like that can really help you stand out. It's not very relatable for someone to be perfect all the time. So to have an experience where, you know, you had this kind of downturn in your career, your life or anything like that, and then you came back from it, that's a much more compelling story than just Mr. or Mrs. Perfect all the time.
2: Yeah, and I think going off of that, um, I guess two points. First is that, you know, I think that a lot of the time, you know, some of the grades are less optimal or legal writing grades and things like that. And that's just because you're learning how to write and in, 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 frankly, in a new language. And I think that LRW professors might have one way of writing, you know, so, some have a different way of writing and it's, it, it can be subjective. So I think that one way that's very easy to make it sound good is to say, well, you know, I, I really learned from that experience and I learned how to write for an audience. Because in a law firm, you're writing for a partner, or you're writing for a senior associate, or you're writing for a client, you're writing in different tones of voice. So, just as an example, I think that that's that's a really uh, good way to kind of, you know, make, you know, a less than optimal grade into something that that you can build on. And second, I would say, with, with regards to the writing sample piece, just you know especially if it's a it's it's the first thing you wrote in LRW and you're not familiar with it, I think it's very important to just go back and read the prompt like before your interview and kind of just skim over what you what your arguments were. Because Mallory, I, I was in the same situation as you I got a question about, you know, oh, you know, what were your arguments for your writing sample? Can you just talk a little bit about that? And I also fumbled through because it was the first thing I wrote in LRW. So it's all about just taking the time to to go back and, you know, spend 15, 20 minutes with it.
1: I think, yeah, those are are great points. And just one thing to add is having, you know, maybe a low grade or a kind of negative mark on your resume or something. A lot of of being a successful associate in a law firm is being able to take criticism and respond to that and uh, move forward. So I think you can definitely turn that kind of experience into something that shows you would be a good associate. You would be able to um, accept constructive criticism and grow from that.
0: You know, you both shared excellent examples of ways that students can respond to tough questions and stand out during the process. I think it's important for students to think of ways to stand out from their peers during callbacks and during on-campus interviews. And a good way to do that is to tell personal stories in which they're able to show how they learned from a bad experience or overcame a difficult situation.
2: Yeah, Janelle, I I mean, I agree with that. And I I think that the entire interview is important. I, I really do think that, you know, your elevator pits that tell me about yourself and why you're a good fit here. And then also the questions you ask are, Arguably the most important part, I think, of, of, of an interview just because, you know, the first comes at the beginning and the second, you know, you want to finish strong and make a good impression with questions that show you've done, you've done your work.
1: Yeah, I, I remember uh, you know, trying to think of questions and I know one that's typically asked is like, what's your normal day look like to an attorney? And I think that is not the best question to ask <laughs> because Every attorney that I know, their day every single day looks different. And that's kind of the answer I would hear people get when I would hear people ask that at panels. Not that it's necessarily a bad question, but you know, you could tailor that question to be like, oh, so I see you do, you know, media law. I'm not, you know, 100% familiar with what that entails. Like, can you give me some examples of representative matters that have you worked on that might help me, you know, understand a little bit better or more pique my interest?
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's really asking questions like, you know, kind of like you in that there Mallory, is just as much about gaining something from the interview as it is you demonstrating knowledge and, you know, you don't have to like, you know, it all about it. But if you can say, you know, I understand that, you know, this is true, X, Y, and Z is true. So I'm actually wondering about W. Mm-hmm.
0: Great. Well, we have time for one more. So Steve, do you wanna give us our last, what I wish you had known?
2: Yeah, and, and I think that this, the, we kind of touched on it a little bit when we were talking about uh, you know, hobbies, interest areas, that section of your resume. Uh, it's really important to let your personality show and be authentic. Ask questions that you know, demonstrate you're engaged, but also you know, let your personality come through because that is what is so valuable to, you know, just as valuable to the firm as the work that you've done in law school. Your interests, Um, because as Mallory touched on, you know, you're, you're going to be working very closely um, and, you know, a lot of hours with, with the people that potentially the people you're interviewing with, but also just. The attorney generally, and they want to make sure the interviewers want to make sure you're a good fit for the firm's culture. So I, I think that, you know, one way to get the conversation started on that is to have hobbies and interests that are truthful because you will get asked about them and ones that you know are going to spark questions as well
1: absolutely when I'm interviewing people I always look at the interest section first I think it's so fun and when people have fun interests you just are like oh interesting like I've never heard someone be into nail art like I wonder what what that could be like, or you know, I wonder how they got into kite surfing. You know, it kind of gets you excited to interview the person. So if if, you know, to the extent you you want to include that in your resume, it is definitely a way to kind of show your personality and get the conversation going. I remember hearing a tip that was like, "Well, you want to show your personality, but you don't want to be someone you're not. So if you're funny, you can be funny, but if you are not funny, don't try and be funny." And I think that is a good tip as well, but. I think it kind of also highlights like it it seems to highlight that, you know, maybe you should be funny. And it's like, no, you don't have to be funny. You just have to be yourself. And um, people like people who are genuine, I would say, generally. Um, And so, you know, if you're not funny, that's fine. But if you you know, have a cool interest or um, you had a cool experience that you'd like to share or talk about or or like to bring up, you know, try to, to find a way to weave it in.
0: Great. Well, thank you both so much. This has been an informative and engaging conversation. You both have shared some amazing tips that will definitely help law students put their best foot forward and stand out. So, thank you both so much. Thanks for having us, Janelle. We had a great Thanks, time. Janelle. And please look out for part two of our podcast series, where I will be joined with two associates who will be discussing what they wish they had known regarding summer associate programs. Thanks for joining us.